everyone. You're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while giggling, snorting, and being lovingly irreverent. This week, we're going to start out with a Patreon shout-out. Mariana L., you are descended from Eidos, the Greek goddess of shame, modesty, respect, and humility. One of the core tenets of your personality is to reject self-centeredness, arrogance, and egotism. Luckily, you're wise enough to know that caring for yourself is not the same as being self-centered. I'm thankful that you've shed many of the cultural norms surrounding shame. While it's a useful emotion with respect to doing harm to others, you know the difference between that and the puritanical shame that patriarchy likes to instill in everyone. Basically, you're a good person who knows how to be a high achiever without letting that get to your head. We need more pals like you. If you want to check out our Patreon, head on over there. There is so much bonus content. Plus, you can get gifts, shoutouts like the one you just heard. I do a once-every-other-month book club. We do a monthly trivia. There's a ton going on over there, and it might be a fun gift to yourself. This week, we've got our annual Thanksgiving romance. And may I just say, I'm so thankful because this is one of my favorite times of year. So let's jump in. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. All right. I'm going to do this because I haven't in a very long time. Oh, my God. Yes. Melody, melody, <laughs> melody. Oh, music to I my I just listened ears. to an old episode or the start of it, like my iPod. iPod? My iPod. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. iPhone just started playing it, and I went, <laughs> melody, 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 and I was like, that's been a while. How's it going? Wonderful. Happy Thanksgiving again. Happy Thanksgiving again. You guys, it's the week after Thanksgiving. It's the Monday after Thanksgiving. For you. But you know what's for me? What do you mean for, for me? For listener. Oh, for listener. I thought you meant for me. And I was like, it's the same in Alaska. It's the same day, bitch. We don't have Canada Thanksgiving here. It's different. That's not Which even over, that would be. Yeah, that would be earlier. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but it's okay because this book doesn't really feature Thanksgiving. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Okay, friends, we we made this mistake with Hanukkah, too. I know. It like, doesn't matter. Last year, our Hanukkah book had no Hanukkah in it. <laughs> but this one had, the other one was like, had light in the title, I think. This yes. has Thanksgiving in the title. It's in there. And she tried to make up for it by literally using the phrase in the book. Because it's called, What, a Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving to, remember? to Remember? Yeah. She I mean, I so- guess it was. Because he poked her that night. He did. Right? He, that was yeah. the night of the big poke. He did a couple of couple of thrusts and shutters. <sighs> one shutter, two pumps, one shutter. Two pumps, one shutter. Yeah. All right, friends. Yeah. Last year, was it last year or the year before? We did a poll. We decided we wanted to continue to read not great, <laughs> inspirational style Thanksgiving <laughs> books because Thanksgiving by What's Her Face was so funny. Janet so Ivanovich. And then last year we did the DUI lawyer girl. and the snow the snowman and the yes. Anchorage socialite, which I don't know <laughs> if we'll ever top. Those are two of our best episodes, in my opinion. They are. They are. This we had a vote in our Facebook groups for 
for what book we should do last year. Mm-hmm. And the Thanksgiving triplets came out on top, which we did for Patreon. Yeah. But this was one of them mm-hmm. because it has, friends, the worst cover ever put on a oh, romance novel. Oh, my gosh. Look like, it up right now. It's it's bananas is what a it is. A Thanksgiving to remember. It's a Harlequin. It's so many things, too. It's like yeah. there's there's little stamps all over this. Okay, it is an it intimate is a, moments. Uh, it, it, yeah, it is an intimate moments silhouette, thirty six hours, and then it also says just October in the right hand corner October. of mine, which makes me think it just was October. All right, <laughs> Patreon. It was I'm like showing a, it to Patreon. Um, Incredible. One of those mail order Harlequins. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That yeah, if yeah, you yeah. sent in the thing in the back of the book, mm-hmm. I think maybe it was like the one you got in October, and she's like. <laughs> She's like touching his face. Wait, wait, no, no. So in the foreground is a a square building and like a a mountain and like a fir tree. And it says emo medical care. Yes. (laughs) Emo medical care. It says says EM for emergency and then a circle with a cross in it. Nope. I'll fight you. Emo medical care. And, and then, then a building that does not look like a hospital to me. It looks like maybe close. like a college dorm. Um, or like an and office then, building. And then it pulls a killing me softly with the, with her <laughs> face over the mountain situation. <laughs> they are looming over this hospital slash mountains as if they are Godzillas. And mm-hmm. he is... Very shirtless. He is very shirtless full, and he is full head of chest hair. Yeah, he is a fuzzy boy. He's <laughs> a fuzzy bear. This one. And she's reaching nipple. out to softly caress his face. Under his nipple, it does say, <laughs> try, try to, to remember. remember. <laughs> it really does pull your eye to that nipple. It does. Yeah. And then hanging, there's a huge <laughs> IV, um, I don't know mm-hmm. what you call it, hanger. IV stand. Behind her with nothing hanging off of Literally it. Literally nothing on it. <laughs> Except for the stamp that says that it is a 36 hours novel, which what does it even mean? It no must be idea. the series. Ooh, or it takes um, 36 hours to, no, it couldn't take 36 hours to read. And the, uh, and the, it took the me plot, less than that, for sure. sure. For sure. And the plot like takes more than 36 hours mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i don't know man i mm-hmm. don't know it it is incredible <laughs> i imagine maybe the first one in the series had something to do with 36 hours maybe yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well this silhouette is gonna do a lot for us i feel like today i do think that the characters one of one of my pet peeves i do think the characters on the front do look like the characters in the book they do yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fully. So, you know, like physical He's description. He's a square jaw man. So the number of times, zoom in on that face. That that face used to have a beard on it, and they tried to 1990s <laughs> Photoshop <laughs> it out. Zoom in on it. It's so yeah. true. It's like Henry Cavill. Look at this oh shit. Oh, my gosh. Look at this <laughs> shit. You can really tell. I loved it. Um, oh, I love it. Okay, but zoom oh. in on that. That face, mm-hmm. and just remember how many times she says the words, he doesn't look like a criminal. Because he, <laughs> he does. He does. He absolutely <laughs> does. Look at that smile. Anyway, like all right. Okay. Oh, no, those lizard lip smile situations, it's criminal yes. times in here. He has plans, and they are nefarious. Uh-huh. And because it, and because they photoshopped out a beard, he's got a witch chin. Yes, he does. <laughs> 
It's yes, very voluminous, it that jaw. <laughs> Whew. All right. Okay. So now we got to get into emo medical care, you yeah. know, because that's where we start. Yeah. Okay. Our heroine is a nurse. She's one of those Whoa, white- whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa. You're skipping the most important page oh my in God. Tell the me book. Everything. Page, did you notice the, the first page is oh, Vanderbilt oh Memorial Hospital medical notes? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> okay. Vanderbilt Memorial Hospital medical notes. Mm-hmm. Patient, Tom Flint, attending nurse, Tina White. Patient Flint, set to be released, semicolon, still has no memories of who he is. Mm. Wounds to head have healed rapidly. Rapidly. He's a progress. (laughs) Fast progress due to patient's incredible physique and remarkable fitness. (laughs) Okay. Could invite patient for Thanksgiving meal. No use in us both being alone for the holiday. No use. (laughs) Am supposed to be taking care of patient. Why do I feel like he's trying to take care of me? Dot, 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 question question mark. mark. (laughs) Is this supposed to be like the blurb for like, is this... Is this like yes. the the uh like back of the book yes. or something? Okay, okay. They tried because to do a creative really the first page. On the <laughs> it is creative, but it also is. it makes me think that she takes very bad notes. Very bad notes. There's, <laughs> there's not a nothing good nurse. in there about his noggin or his stitches <sighs> or anything. <Ooh. laughs> I love it's it. It's amazing. Okay, but now we're in emo medical care. Now, yes, we're here. Here, okay. Here. Also, there's a map at the start of it for no kind of reason. <laughs> there what is we, a map? I never noticed. Map for? There is a map. <laughs> Why would there be a map? I have no idea. Wait, why would there be a map? <laughs> I don't. I'm so confused by it. Why would? Oh my gosh! It's and then it has so real funny. Colorado stuff, and then there's there's like a little asterisk mm-hmm. down at the bottom that says Grand Springs, which is the town we're mm-hmm. in, and its surrounding area are entirely <laughs> fictional. But then there are features on the map that are like two Leadville, two Denver, mm-hmm. two Steamboat Springs. Yep. Wow. Wow. Incredible. So what this tells me is that we've invented something called Squaw Creek for no reason. Yeah. Comma Margaret. <laughs> That's not necessary. Don't love Ooh, that. Don't love it. Also, you want to know what my one of my favorite things about this map is? What? Tell me the everything. The thing that's not included is the thing where the shooting happened. Like no, there's no It's got it. That's not what Old Creek Road is or Oh no, yeah, cuz it's got to be that It's supposed to be an Empire Hotel, Grand Springs yeah. Empire Hotel and that is not included. Old here. Creek Road is where the car crash maybe is. Oh my god. But not What year was this thing? There's no like publishing data. I don't here. know. I feel like it's a 90s. Cuz they they it's mentioned be, like right? I don't have a car phone, but they do sort of have cell phones. Yeah. Remember when they couldn't trace his cell phone because it was a cell phone? They're yes. like we can't trace it. It's a cellular it's a phone. phone. <laughs> what are we going to do? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, that's not their fault though. Okay, this was either written in the mid 90s. Yes. Or exactly 2003, because I don't know what we've we've determined on this podcast (laughs) that some crazy shit happened in 2003 where everyone was writing as if they were in 1995. Yeah, that's true. All All right. right. Oh, originally published September 22nd, 2000. 
three? No, <laughs> just 2000. Wow. Wow. Well, I guess in 2000, we had we didn't really have cell phones. I guess. I got my first cell phone in 2003. I got sure. mine in 2005, but I was I was a forest person at that point. Well, no, I was a sophomore. So I got my first cell phone in 2002. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, some people had them, some people didn't. So I guess 2000. <laughs> Listen, Margaret Watson knows more about the time period that she's writing in than I do, certainly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I was 13. Anyway, here we go. Same. Okay. So okay. we open up an emo medical care, and Tina is is a, a white jacket nurse, and she's got those squeaky mm-hmm. shoes on. I'm certain of it. Mm-hmm. And she's been off forever. But she's, like, such a good nurse and like such an altruistic human that she stayed after because there was a shooting and a stampede at the omitted Grand Springs Empire Hotel. Well, very specifically at the masquerade ball. And the reason we know this is that Mr. Hero is wielded wheeled in with a, with a head injury. And she says, surely he didn't get these injuries in the chaos at the masquerade ball earlier this evening. (laughs) The exposition shoved into dialogue is so funny in this book. It's pretty great. It's almost as funny as when she tries to write a bad guy talking out loud. (laughs) (laughs) So the doctor says it was a car accident, Mm -hmm. but But. that he was chasing, he was one of two men who ran out of the hotel when the (gasps) lights went out. And then his car hit a schmurschmur. And then it did a whoop-dee and it was a bang. Why would the doctor... Know I that? Have no idea. Nobody would fucking know that. Like maybe the only reason is that the paramedics were like, "We have to keep him handcuffed to a bed because is suspect," mm-hmm. but was never handcuffed to bed. Right. Like never right. detained. I don't know why no. the doctor Tina later on knows so much about the investigation <laughs> because right. the de- she just like called the detectives up yeah, and they just the like quote, told unquote, her good detective like told her everything. <laughs> yeah. <Oof. laughs> and the thing is, okay. If I'm detective yes. and I for real think that this is my primary suspect and he's not only, you know, it, it as it progresses, he's not only like the primary suspect in just some random shooting, he's a primary suspect that seems to know how to how to flee, right? Right. If he Completely. has fake IDs and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's not an officer posted with that guy 24 right? hours a day? Yeah. Just like just like random like drug crimes. You post somebody at the hospital for 24 hours a day. Yeah. I mean, he's not under arrest, but, like, this guy could flee at any moment. Any moment. You need to know where he's at. He's very good at it because they spend... he's a double murder. It's a two times. Yeah. They spend, like, almost a month trying to figure out who this motherfucker is and where he's from. And his fake whatever is so good that, like, (laughs) they can't find out anything. His prints aren't in the system, question mark, Aaron? I mean, yeah. That's, that's a weird. <laughs> it is weird. It doesn't never happen, but yes, sure. it's weird. And maybe in 2000 it would happen more. Okay, so here we go. So, yeah. man, they get him to x-ray and they do all the things and Tina's like, wow, I was just about to go home because I'm so tired, but look at that jawline. <gasps> it yeah. looks like there used to be a beard there and I want to lick it. She's like, he doesn't look like a criminal. No. She says it so many times. Enough times that, like, 
it didn't start racist, but it got kind of racist for me. Like, the fifth <laughs> or sixth time, I was just like, white, Tina. You mean yeah, that he's white? You mean that uh, he's not brown? <laughs> it started out like she was like, he doesn't look like a criminal. And the doctor's like, well, most people don't look like criminals. What would a criminal look like? And then she's like, but not him, though. Not and it's like the more he keeps saying this one. <laughs> <laughs> but what she does mean in the book is handsome. Handsome. Um, no criminals have ever handsome, been handsome, handsome ever. All right. So he did have a driver's license on him. So mm. we know that his name is Tom Flint. He mm. did kill two people named Lisa and something Steel. And then we yeah. do have another cop in this book named Stone Robinson. Ooh. And like Stone man, Richardson. Yes. Whatever. And, and Back Bob the fuck Jones. Off. <laughs> yeah, well, he's the bad guy. Everyone who's good has like some kind of um, yeah. He's the bad detective. Element yeah. name: Flint, <laughs> Stone, Steel. And her name, in case you were wondering if she's pure or not, is Tina White. White. She's so pure. White. She's so pure. Nothing's she's... ever driven on that snow, you know. No, that's absolute. How old do you think these two are? Because I thought they were like. 32 at least yeah like Mm -hmm. she's been a nurse for four years nursing school is usually what undergrad and then like a two-year certificate or something at the minimum that sounds right yeah Mm -hmm. so at least four years possibly six maybe you could do it at the same time she's late 20s she's gotta be late 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 Mm -hmm. late 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 20s like I don't know. She, like, she owns her own house. Granted, it is the house she grew up in. But, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. She just felt so together in so many ways. And, like, the author tries to be, like, trauma, exclamation point, is why no one's ever driven her snow. We'll we'll get there. But, But like, like, come on. I feel like those are dots that can be connected. I'm not saying the two could never be related. But she didn't connect the dots in this book. Connected. Yeah, on the page. Okay, so so he's sleeping and he won't stop. She sleeping. stays. She yes. stays that night all with night, him. and she keeps on being she like, "She holds his hand." He has no family to sit and chatter with him, and so he needs to hear the melodious voice of a hot lady, in order to uh-huh. bring him back to the surface. And so that's how she's like telling it in her brain. But really, she just wants to look at his jawline more. One of my favorite parts is, like, his hand is kind of naturally curled in rest, as hands do. As hands are wont. (laughs) And his, his, like, IV line is, like, somewhere in there. And she's like, oh, you don't want to crimp your IV line, Mr. Flint. Keep in mind, he's unconscious. Super unconscious. So she tries to straighten his fingers so that... The, she can move the IV line out mm-hmm. of the way of his hand mm-hmm. in case he, I guess, moves and then crimps his mm-hmm. IV line. And then when she straightens his fingers, they naturally curl back up. Oh. Because, again, unconscious. Is a hand. But then <laughs> she's like, they just naturally curled around my fingers. As if like, so she's he like deluding herself. To hold <laughs> on to me longer. That he's holding her hand. And it's not like, it's, it's she's very. She's a um, nutter butter in yeah. these first scenes. She's a straight up <laughs> stalking nutter butter. Yep. Okay. So then finally, like the next morning, I feel like 
or mm-hmm. very late in the night. Somebody's like, yeah. hey, hey, still haven't you here, been here Tina? for 18 hours? Uh, and she's so mean to this other nurse for no reason. Like the yeah. other nurse, like she, Tina explains he was in a car accident. He ran out of that hotel, blah, blah, blah. And then the other nurse was like, oh, my gosh, is he the killer or is he one of she's the like, killers? Oh, how could you even? Oh. And she was like, how dare you? She goes, why would you think that? Fatigue sharpened <laughs> Tina's voice. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm sure he'll be able to tell us when he wakes up. Sure. It's like, I I feel like Lady. it's a standard, like, workplace question. Is this guy one of the murderers if right. he was caught running from the murderer scene? Right? I would like to know for safety. Just a casual question. Right. Yeah, and maybe what the other nurse was thinking is, shouldn't somebody else be here if he is suspected maybe of a Maybe somebody should murder? be posted at the door, the other nurse is thinking, <laughs> because she apparently has more law enforcement experience than the detectives in this book. I do want to note this, that when the detectives come, so now the detectives are coming. Yeah. They say to her, there's something you should know about this guy. And the mm. thing that you should know is that there was a gun strapped to his back. Yes. Just want to note that mm-hmm. for the record before we continue. Okay. Strapped to his back. Back. So, like, like either I, in I the back of his pants or with, back. like, a back yeah. holster. Yeah. yeah. Th- these exist. But I just, they I do. just wanted to note it. Not okay. standard law enforcement procedure, though, because you don't want to shoot it your could anus be, though, off. Yeah. If you're undercover, that's not a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I just, I just wanted that to be known. Okay. So she's like, oh, gosh, like, Tina, you should know better than anyone to stay away from a man with a gun. And so now gosh. we're like, okay, is it like a domestic abuse situation? Right. Like, what's her deal? She has some kind of ghost of her past that's floating around, of course. Mm-hmm. So, it's a, But it's it a, does a not stop her from making some of the worst decisions. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. So now police officers are here. Police officer number one comes in and Tina's like, you can't. Oh, wait, he wakes up first. Yes. So, okay, so he wakes up. The police officer comes, he's still asleep. And then when, like, right when he wakes up, the dude comes back. Okay, so police officer one is like, beware, he's a bad man. Uh Then then Tom Flint wakes up, and Mm -hmm. you guys, beautiful eyes once they're open. Oh, my gosh, once they open. Dazzling, glittering, sparkling, soulful. Oh. She can't explain it, but she has the need to protect tom flint and he knows her voice because she's been speaking to him all night and she's he's like do i know you you have the voice of an angel sort of stuff and she's like no no i've just been talking to you all night during my off time when i wasn't getting paid and holding her hand was i when i was supposed to be sleeping so i could be good nurse she calls him by his name and he doesn't know his name because folks (gasps) he has total amnesia it's an amnesia which is not uncommon. No. For a head injury. After a like head this. injury, temporary amnesia. But it's usually it's usually not total amnesia. Mm-hmm. But you know, believable, I guess. He doesn't recognize himself in a mirror. He doesn't know his name. He doesn't know where he is. No idea. And then the doctor comes in and he's like, How are you? And Tom Flint is like, I have amnesia. And the doctor is like, <laughs> Okay. I accept <laughs> it fully. <laughs> fully. <walks away>. Bye. <laughs> They don't give him any neurological – I mean, they, they do uh-uh. physical neurological exams in a bit, but they don't give him right. any, like, who's the president, what year no. is it, like, all of the normal things that they – Nothing. I've been in this situation, friends. But what they do is they start asking you a standard set of questions, like, what, how old are you, what year is it, 
who is this? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. what color is this? Mm-hmm. Can you put these pictures in order from beginning to end? Right. Count Those this. sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. Count this. Yeah. Right. Can None you of put that. <laughs> nothing. The doctor's nothing. just like, I have accepted. And if somebody's suspected of a double murder and then they wake up and they're like, I don't remember anything, not even my name. Is it just like, okay, sir. Cool, man. Thank you so much for the diagnosis, sick man with a head injury. I, doctor, am just going to walk away, no problems. I would feel like the doctor would probe a little further into that, (laughs) considering the motivation to make up amnesia. Oh, my gosh. So now Detective is here. Yes. One thing that is very weird is that Tom Flint senses the doctor's marital problems before he leaves. (laughs) Isn't that kind of strange? What was that? I think they're trying to plant that he's like... I think it's like a Sherlock thing. Extra perceptive? Yeah. Yeah. Like he saw that his tie was was ajar and that he had like bags Mm -hmm. under his eyes and so clearly there's not a woman taking care of him. Because let me tell you... When you wake up from a severe concussion, not only are you super You're so perceptive, but yeah. really perceptive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. It's true. It's like a superpower mm-hmm. that amnesiacs have. Mm-hmm. It's part mm-hmm. of the syndrome that, like, nobody talks about because it is so scary. Yes. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They'll see right through you, those amnesiacs. Totally. So the dude's like, yeah, nice, nice story, man. Like, mm-hmm. thanks, Tom Flint. You can't remember a fucking thing. Super convenient. I'm pretty sure you shot those people and, like, maybe we're in cahoots with the other guy. And, like, mm-hmm. now now I'm just going to nail you. I mean, okay, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I don't think that detective was that mean. No, he wasn't. No. Like, he just was like, oh, you don't remember anything? That's convenient. Just so you know, yeah. you're a primary suspect in a murder because of how we caught you. Goodbye. Like all he no, did I'm was sorry. really. It's yes. not. It's not a hot take. It's that according to her reactions, right? He basically like tackles him, yeah, and cuffs that's what's him, nuts. And punches him in the face because she's just like, oh, you cannot. He's he needs to rest. Get out of here. Stop badgering him. And he's like, how? All Ma'am. he does is just express some level of skepticism. He just kind of <laughs> pokes at the idea that the guy has amnesia to see yeah. what his reaction is. And then yeah. he leaves. And then the partner, Stone, it's not Robinson. What did you say? Richardson? Richardson? Yeah. Oh, my Stone God. Richardson. Richardson. The shit he brings up later. Comes in and he's like, so hey, was my partner in here? He's kind oh, of hey, man, dick. I'm the cool guy. I totally accept that you have amnesia. Oh, and tough breaks. I was just wondering if there was anything I could do actually yeah. to help you. And I, I thought, obviously, it's like a good cop, bad cop yeah. thing. And the whole time, Tom Flint is having these, like, weird cop reaction to things. Like, right. he knows Stone is a cop before the book tells us because he's good at knowing who cops are. And, like, he knows okay. how to question people and, like, that kind of stuff. The book keeps, like, putting that in there. Yeah, later on, they're like, oh, did you go in, like, we went into your room, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, wow, you got a search warrant to get into my room? And they're like, how did you know we would how need did you know a, what a search, search warrant? Is? warrant. Yeah, it's very <laughs> like, strange. Like, like, people can't pick cops out of a crowd. Right. Like, that's, like, a real uh, perceptive <laughs> thing but anyway i thought he was gonna be like well i know this beat bad cop good cop like yeah he's gonna swoop in but no stone richardson is just not a very good police officer and is just super Mm -hmm. that was he was just supposed to be really not like in the book i think we're supposed to think that he's a better police officer since he doesn't 
suspect him from the beginning. Yeah. But that's not That's not how that works. That's not. Not to mention that, like, I thought Tom Flint would be like, oh, they're doing good cop, bad cop on me. That makes sense. Right. That's what what I I was trying to say. No. Yeah, yeah, no. But instead he's just like, wow, so that one guy, he really thinks I'm guilty. I don't super blame him because evidence. But this other guy, man, he's just my best friend. New mm-hmm. best friend is Stone Richardson. Can't mm-hmm. wait to grill with him on Sunday. Yeah, like <laughs> has no good cop, bad cop reaction to this. No. It's so weird. And I spent most of the book thinking that Stone Richardson would be the bad guy, which is hilarious because I think he's the hero of the book before this, considering mm-hmm. how the end wraps up. Yes. But I was just like, oh, it's going to be the She's made him too nice and too clueless about being a cop and too unwilling to investigate this. Yeah. That... I thought that he would end up being the murder man. Yeah, same. The whole time. All right, okay. Okay, so now, like, he's... So now there's, like, a couple of days where she keeps on going home and then coming in really, really way earlier for her shift than she needs to. And she tries to be like, it's because of all those stampede victims. But really, (laughs) (laughs) she knows that it's because Tom Flint and his jawline. Well, she goes home one night and Mm. Googles amnesia (laughs) and then she comes in and she's like i did google amnesia i did a google and he goes are you as conscientious with all your patients and she goes what do you mean and he says you said you went home and read up on amnesia do you do that whenever you have an unusual patient and she's like of course if i don't know what to do with a patient how can i take care of him or her properly and he says ouch i thought i was special (laughs) and then she (laughs) and then she (laughs) Yeah, and then she's immediately like, well, you are special. Like, it's it's a bonks. So, Uh and, okay, and then there's a couple of other times where he's like, oh, wow, you're here again early. And she's like, yeah, (laughs) just because so many patient, many stampedes. Still so many, that stampede was so. Much footprint on people. So footprints. Yeah, we confirm about 15 times that he's not married as well. Oh, God. And he's like, two or three days. No ring. No, no shadow ring. of a ring. No indentation. No tan Doesn't feel married, oh. even though he knows nothing about his life. <laughs> I don't, Doesn't feel I don't married. Feel He's attached. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, so he starts doing a big flirt on her, and mm-hmm. he can tell that she's having, like, a weird reaction to it she's being a weirdo Mm -hmm. about it because Mm -hmm. he'll flirt on her and then she'll like blush and try to flirt back but then suddenly she'll get like this fear-stricken look on her face and then like (laughs) have to go check out another footprint on another patient oh no yeah Yeah, and then he gets discharged wait i want to mention one more thing yeah please sometimes he says stuff that he remembers and they're like you know about that? Well, you probably don't have total amnesia. And it's stuff like search warrants or like he says something about CNN and she's like, wow, Wow, you you know what CNN is? CNN? That's that's incredible. He he realizes he might be a Cubs fan. But that's a real thing from his life. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about like he keeps just knowing things about the world, like what the Cubs are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Or like, folks, when you have amnesia, you don't just become a baby. Like you don't have to relearn 
no. language or like what a toothbrush is no. or like how to walk. I mean, some people do with brain injuries, but yes. that's not what amnesia is. But that's is. not amnesia. But she <laughs> keeps being like, they keep being surprised that it's like, you know what a can you tie you know your what shoes? A search warrant is? Oh like, my you know God. what a hospital is? Like that kind of thing. And it's like, no, that's not really amnesia. It's normal stuff over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange. Oh, hey, HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on You? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. Anyway, okay. So now he gets discharged. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no. How will I ever see him again? No. And he, meanwhile, is like, this attraction to her is like bone deep. And yet I can't. I can't do anything because I have nothing to offer her. And I don't even know who I am. I I've, could be a I have bad no man. right is said like 15 times. Oh my God, book. I have no right is so funny to me. Their dialogue, like their flirting dialogue is so strange. And they often can like repeat the same things over and over. over. And, over. and I, I want, may I read Please. a passage about breaking the rules? Please. Oh, thank you, you. That I you have that. this one? No, do it. Do it. Okay. Yeah. So at some point he wants to leave the hospital and drive around Grand Placids. What is it? Is it Grand Rapids? It's, that sounds right. Nobody knows, really. To see if he remembers anything. Yeah. Um, It jogs a memory. And she's like, you can't do that. You have to stay in the hospital. And he suggests that she take him. And she's like, no. He goes, you wanted to take me, didn't you, Tina? Mm. He didn't know what demon taunted him to press the Mm. issue. I wanted no such thing, she said primly, but her eyes told the truth. She (gasps) had been tempted. Tell me, Tina, do you ever break the rules? No. Her answer was much too quick and much too final, and he saw a shadow of pain in her eyes. She had broken the rules at least once in her life, and to his surprise, jealousy flashed through him as if, as he wondered if the rules broken involved a man. Like, okay. Like, all right. He settled back against the pillows, but he didn't take his eyes off of her. We'll have to work on that. Remember that line, friends. Mm-hmm. He half expected her to turn around and run <laughs> out of the room, but she surprised him again, tilting her head to the side. She watched him as a small smile curled her lips. I was right. You are a dangerous man. What do you mean? You like to break the rules, and you want to play the game your own way. Maybe I do, he said slowly, turning the idea over in his mind. It felt right. But that doesn't mean I'm dangerous. Regret flared in Tina's eyes. You are to someone who follows the rules, she said quietly. And I always follow the rules. Always. Always, Tina, he asked. (laughs) She held his gaze for a few moments and then looked away. Whenever it counts, she said. (laughs) 
<laughs> he couldn't read the expression on her face, the emotions in her eyes, but he knew there was far more to Tina than showed on the surface. Oh, what a puzzle. He wasn't the only one in the room with secrets. <gasps> a little rule bla- breaking is good for you, he said lightly. We'll have to work on we'll that. We'll have to work on Friends, that. Friends, they had the same full conversation twice, two times, just in a loop. And this is and almost that happens all every the time. time they speak <laughs> to each other. We'll have to work on that. Will we? <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. Uh huh. Oh, also, I'm sorry. I forgot that there was a weird thing that happens. I don't remember when it happens, but it happens before he gets discharged. And it is that he he just like apropos of fucking nothing. I think it's it's probably one of the times where she's like, "You don't look like a criminal, though." And he's mm-hmm. like, "You don't know that I could be the baddest of bad men." And she's like, "No, yeah, I feel yeah. like I would know." And he's like, yeah. "Oh, the faith that you have in me is just inspiring." And then he grabs her hand, her his mm. nurse who he has known for two and a half days, maybe. (laughs) He takes her hand and he kisses her at the back of her hand and then he Uh turns it over and he presses a wet-ass kiss into her palm, Erin. It's just like normal stuff over there on a Tuesday. (laughs) I'll take a palm kiss wherever I can get one. If you give me a weird palm kiss and a Thanksgiving to remember, I'll take it. I I don't care. I don't like it. Okay. So then Wait. he keeps on also trying to do like weird flirts on <laughs> one her. More. Yeah, yeah, tell me. One more weird thing. Mm-hmm. He says something to her about, isn't your family weirded out that you're so at the hospital all oh, the yeah. time that you're constantly here with me? And she says she doesn't have a family. She lives alone. Mm-hmm. And then he thinks to himself, well, now he's sure that she doesn't have a boyfriend because if she had a boyfriend, she, quote, <gasps> this passage. wouldn't wouldn't have been so casual about living by herself. And the first time I read that, I thought, oh, because, like, she doesn't want to tell people she lives alone because it's not safe to do so. No, and then I'm like, because, no. No, she because, would want to live with her boyfriend, and he would obviously not want to right, live with her. Right, because I was like, no, that means the opposite. That means yeah. she she would be casual about it because she has a boyfriend. Yeah. So he sensed uh-huh. so, so he sensed <laughs> that she didn't have a boyfriend because she wasn't seething mad about the fact that he didn't <laughs> He hadn't proposed <laughs> it's yet. So true. Oh my god! It's what well, it was two thousand? Like this, we were in high school at this time. Like, I know. Oh my god! And then, okay, so then he's talking about like he's thinking about her maybe having a boyfriend or not, and he's like not into mm-hmm. it. And so he says, "Unexpected hunger turned inside him. If Tina was his woman, he thought he wouldn't want mm-hmm. to let her out mm-hmm. of his sight. If he was involved with Tina, she wouldn't have any free time. He'd want to spend every second." of it with her. If Tina was his lover, he'd make sure everyone <laughs> in the world knew it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, right. We forgot about the detective coming in the night before he's discharged. This is important. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You're right. Detective Jones shows up in the night and is like, hey, I need to speak to Mr. Mann right away. And Tina's like, no, no. you can't, because I'm his nurse, and he's sleeping, and he needs to rest. And Detective and Jones is like, no. a higher authority than you, so. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, this is real important. So if you want to wake him up, you can, or I will. So she wakes him up and was like, do you want me to be here when the detective asks you questions? As if either of them has that say. And then <laughs> the detective lets her be there, I guess. And apparently his name, his his. ID is a fake. Yes. His address in his ID is a P.O. box that is a parking lot 
in St. Louis. Right. right. And and the serial number is filed off his gun, I think. Maybe we find that out later, but that's also true. Yeah, but they're getting the prints, his fingerprints mm-hmm. from his gun. So that so I guess. nefarious. Here, here's some, here's something. Listen, I I know a little bit about this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, period. So <laughs> I know a little bit about this, and let's just say this: mm-hmm. if somebody's going to go to the trouble to make you a fake driver's license mm-hmm. and construct a fake undercover ID, ID for you, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a real address. Yeah. So that. If somebody who, like, you're undercut, maybe somebody suspects you of being not who you say you are at some right. point during this operation, and they plink that address into a Google machine, it doesn't show up to a vacant lot in St. Louis. Yeah, that, that would, would be, be a little bit That would really suspicious. undermine the whole fucking point of making the driver's license in the first place. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> just putting it out there. Just saying. That's going to be it's a real so address. Okay. It's so good. Okay. So now she picks him up. It's her day off. And, and he gets into her car. And he's like, mm-hmm. wow, thank you so much for coming in on your day off and taking me to places. Oh, because they also found out that he was staying in an extended stay hotel. So she's going right, to take right. him back so to an extended stay hotel. Oh, and he also asks, was my gun the murder weapon? And they're like, yeah. nah, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. It's like, you can pretty quickly figure out if bullets in person were bullets from gun. Like, right. maybe not ballistically, but, like, at least the type of bullet yeah, and the yeah, type yeah. of gun. No one's at doing that. At the minimum, like, you can do yeah. that. Like, is it a three fifty seven? All they had to do was be like, we don't know. It's it's the same types of bullets, same you could say. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, same yeah. sizes. <laughs> and, then, and I'm sorry, guys. We're definitely going to get 20s discharge. Then Tom <laughs> Flint is like, all your evidence is circumstantial. It'll never hold up in a court of law. Yeah. And I just want to say, in case there's any potential jury members out there mm-hmm. for juries, um, that circumstantial evidence does hold up in a court of it's law. It's fine. It's evidence. It it's is fine. evidence. It doesn't have to be a CSI to tell you things. Might not be your strongest evidence, but it's evidence. And you can hear mm-hmm. it and you can decide a case. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in trial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have whole hearings to decide what is evidence and what is not. But you still hear jurors be like, that's circumstantial. It's like we wouldn't be telling you about it if you were. You're yeah. not. You, you don't have to call the balls and strikes at the trial. You're hearing it. You're supposed to be hearing it. That's what the judge is for. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay, so anyway, he's in the car. She's driving him. Yeah, she's driving him. Please remember that like two days ago, he was like, let's break all the rules and you shepherd me <laughs> around Grand's, Grand Rapids and you tell me what's happening. And so now she is shepherding uh-huh. him around around this fucking town. And he is just like staring at her. Like he's staring uh-huh just love hearts into her face (laughs) and so he was like wow you did this on your day off and she's like well it would be weird to not say goodbye to my favorite patient and then oh my god and then she's like maybe i just have a soft spot for men who can't remember anything it makes it so much easier to tell them what to do and then he says you can tell me what to do anytime, he said, his voice low and intimate in the cocoon of the car. Mm-hmm. Be careful, she warned. I just might take you up on that. Be <laughs> my guest, he said. <laughs> 
And then she's like, oh, I have to change the subject. God, it's getting too and hot he's not, in here. She's like, does anything look familiar to you and he's about like, Grand Rapids? Oh, I'm not looking around And he's around like, oh, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't looking. <laughs> and she's like, maybe you should. And he's like, we'll have to I do that in another scene. Because I didn't, I wasn't looking. We'll have to, to milk another scene out of that, unfortunately. I was distracted Sorry. by your auburn hairs. Yep. Couldn't get away so from it. So then they it. arrive at Extended Stay Hotel. And he doesn't mm-hmm. really have any belongings. But he does None. have a lot of books. That are all true crime books. And there I, is... I thought they were they were fictional mysteries. I thought they were like... Oh, yeah. These ones are. It's when they go to the bookstore that he gets true yeah, crime Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. But I, you know, mysteries are crimey as well. Same, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A good way to know that you're not a cop or a lawyer <laughs> is when you it. find an extended stay hotel room full of mysteries and true crime. Uh-huh. If you find a stack of James Patterson's on your desk, you can probably <laughs> be sure that you're not Aaron, a cop or a lawyer. that's not how What's you up? train to be cop? No. <laughs> no. I thought that was lawyer school, though. Yes, that is lawyer school. Okay. That is. Okay, yeah, good. Just read Grisham's. And oh, Patterson's. thank goodness. Yeah. Then she says, this author is really good. This woman started out writing a romance novel. Yeah. And so I know that she's really good. And I just, why can't he just read romance novels? I know. Then? <laughs> I know. Please don't read those. Never. Anyways. And then he's like, wow, there's nothing in here. I must be a bad man. Mm-hmm. I must be the yeah. baddest of all the criminals. She's like, maybe not. You're so beautiful. Maybe you're an actor. And Come then, to dinner <laughs> at my house. Come to dinner at my house, she says. She looks around and she's like, oh my gosh, there's nothing in his fridge. And also, he's oh, he's going to get so tired, Z's. Come to dinner at my house. And he's like, wow, right. I'm definitely going to take you up on that offer, even though I'm a right? bad man. I'm a bad man. So she takes him right to her house. Right to right. her casa. It doesn't even like, it doesn't, isn't even like, let's go to a diner. Let me take no. you to a diner. I'll treat nope. you to a hamburglar. No. No, absolutely not. Just straight to her house where she lives alone. And that's when we figure out that she does have a dead parent. A dead mom. Both of them. She is a hot orphan, TM, heaving bosoms. Mm-hmm. And she <laughs> uh, doesn't have any siblings. So she literally has no one. No one in the world. All alone in the world. So they have dinner, and then they, like, go sit on the couch with coffee and pie. Mm-hmm. He asks her a bunch of probing questions about whether any of the other patients who were at the ballroom where the shooting happened told her anything about, like, what they saw or, like, whether they could ID him. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's exactly what the killer would say. Uh... Hi, um, you saw the patients come in from the ballroom did anyone say anything that could, like, identify me or implicate me in the crime? And if so, what are their names and whereabouts? Did you, like, see their address on the yeah. chart? That would be really the nice. The gun that they took from me, could I, like, have that back because I need to take care of some stuff? Incredible. Did not ring any alarm bells in her nope. head when she was just like, nope. <laughs> yeah, not sure. He's just doing some research. Some said this and some said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just needs to know who he is. Yikes. So then he does, he kisses her. Well, wait. So, but then she finds, he finds out that like mom dead eight months ago, um, Mm -hmm. but dad dead since 12. And like, he can tell there's like a shadow of something when she talks about dad. Yeah. There is a bad dad involved. Yeah. She gets up and like, she splashes water on her face. Like she just like walruses water all over her face and probably all over the kitchen too. That's something people do in the world, in the real world. All the time. Splash water on their face. Yeah. And she comes back and he's like, did I 
upset you. Your hair is beautiful, Erin. Yeah. I keep <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yes. I keep pulling it back and there's there's a weird bump and it won't go away. <laughs> I feel like it's 2000. I'm trying to smooth all the bumps in my hair you until are. they're smooth. <laughs> that's what you we are. did in 2000. Even right, though I'm sorry. Zoom okay. camera can't really even see anything. Okay. All right. Good. I was thinking that it could. Okay. All right. No. Okay. So, okay. And so then she comes back and he's like, have I triggered a trauma in you? That is so mm-hmm. sexy to mm-hmm. me. Yes. I love it. <laughs> so... He gets closer so and he, he does kiss her. Smooches. Yeah. She smooches him back. Her heart is pounding. She's gasping. He's saying there's a lot of like heavy handed consent in this thing for a book that's 20 years old. I know, right? There's a lot of Tina. Tell me to stop. Um, tell me to stop. He's Tina. pulling her into a vortex of passion, str- which is a strange and alien the place vor- that she's never encountered before. Never encountered it. Which is like, okay, maybe you're a virgin. Which, by the way, we learn that she is a virgin at penetration at the yes. same time that this guy does. But there's a lot of breadcrumbs. Oh to yeah, it so many breadcrumbs. But like, okay, you're a virgin, fine. But you've never made out with a boy never? before. You've never looked at something or like heard something or I don't know, read a book and like gotten some tingles in places. Like yeah, you've literally just never like been aroused in your life ever. Completely new feelings for her she's like edward in midnight sun yeah like you never accidentally slid down the pole on the swing set and felt Mm -hmm. new and exciting things (laughs) (laughs) never happened to you tina (laughs) i don't understand (laughs) she um retreats from him she gets scared and retreats and he's like what is it and she's like nothing and then like she takes him home Fair enough for that scene? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I guess I, I'm I'm ahead. I'm sorry. I'm in the next scene. Let's go for it. Okay. So then, like, the next day, so he's like, oh, my gosh, I scared her to death, and I don't know what to do, mm-hmm. and she's never going to want to see me again. Burp, burp, burp. I had no right. <laughs> no, no right. I have nothing to offer her. I no. am no one. I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost. <laughs> like, the so, whole thing kind of, like, presupposes <laughs> that if he did know who he was, and he did have a job, and, like... Some kind of stable identity that he would have a right. <laughs> I guess. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there there are some feminist things that kind of almost happen later, right? But mm-hmm. a lot they of get the, close. Yeah, a lot of like the presuppositions in this book are problematic. So wild. Okay. Wild is a good way to put it. So she then the next day at like I don't know mid morning shows up and he's like, whoa. Oh my god, I thought I thought you were gonna just like leave town and never come back. And she's like, I had errands, question mark. Um, wonder if you want errand with me. And he's like, What you go to the grocery store on your day off? I would think that mm-hmm, you'd do mm-hmm. other more exciting things. When do when do you go grocery shopping, Tom Flint? Like, do you how do you fit grocery shopping in not a day off? Mm-hmm, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I do on my days off. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I do laundry. Same. Actually, no, what I don't, what I do is I don't do it, and then I eat poorly all week. Right, exactly. Yeah, me. then I, I eat emergency food all week. <laughs> yes, just like, I just 
it canned was and four boxed o'clock and when we started frozen. recording. I realized that I hadn't eaten breakfast or lunch, and I threw a frozen taquito in my mouth. That's what happens when I don't. That's and it's right. the end of the weekend, and guess what? I didn't go grocery shopping, so it's frozen taquitos from here on out. <laughs> Thank you. Past Erin from yesterday who wanted to <laughs> hang out with her friends. Thanks. This is great. Future Erin is so happy that you had that hang. Anyway. Okay, so he says, I've got all of these groceries. How could I possibly ever eat all of this by myself? And invites yeah. her to the hotel room to have dinner with him again, but at his place uh, yeah. tonight. Yeah. And then of all the things that happen in this book, the mm-hmm. wildest thing happens. <gasps> Oh, my God. Tell me I everything. Think. So yeah. he's at some kind of, like, holiday and extended stay, right? Right. She goes in and she's like, something's different about this place. Oh, my God. It's so much better now and I can't put my finger on it. And he's like, yeah. Quote, <laughs> I walked across the street to that discount store and bought a few cheap pictures. <laughs> at least the walls don't look so bare now. Now I want to do a <laughs> sentence diagram on all of this. <laughs> Please. Oh, my God. I love it when she does a sentence diagram. I walked across the street to the discount store. Mm-hmm. So what do we think that is? Like a Goodwill? Like a dollar or store? Like a, or like a maybe, Goodwill or yeah, a thrift like a store? Dollar, yeah. I feel like it's a dollar general, so maybe. not all these places, not somewhere I would buy art, right? No. Maybe a Goodwill. It's possible sure. if, if it's like a... But probably not. Probably a normal. But if you're going to like a Dollar General, what you're going to get is like posters. Posters, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Not not in not an art. No. Place. And also, if I'm living in a hotel room and I want to make it more homier, art is not my first thought. No. To make it more homey, especially since you you're going to get charged for all those holes you put in the wall, sir. We're getting there. <laughs> okay. So we've gone to the discount store. Mm-hmm. Like how, and also how is this the most pressing issue <laughs> in terms of stuff you need when you don't know your identity and you're living in a hotel mm-hmm. in Grand Springs? Guys, what was it? Springs Rapids. It's something around it? there. It's like extreme. It's not quite Colorado Springs or or Grand Rapids. It's yeah. neither of those. It's, it's some strish bush. Okay. And then he bought a few, mm-hmm. so not one, not two, no. but three at least at minimum. Well, three between three and seven, I think, because it's yeah. not it's it's a uh-huh. few, but it's not several. A few, mm-hmm. cheap, cheap, cheap pictures, pictures, yes. pictures. not paintings, not art, not paintings, not arts, not prints, pictures. Are we to think photographs? I a feel few like cheap pictures, pictures. Maybe they mean paintings, prints, posters. I feel like what happened is he went in. <laughs> he went into that Dollar General and he mm-hmm. went to the frame section. Okay. Yep. This and is my fear. This is my <laughs> deep, deep fear. <laughs> he picked up the frames with the stock yes. photos inside, mm-hmm. with like yes. the, the lady with their dog, or yep. like the kid with the with the mm-hmm. a swoop D that you mm-hmm. one of those things, and then he just put those on the wall. Yep. Yeah. And here, here you've gotten us to the next part of this uh, paragraph. <laughs> At least the walls, <laughs> the walls. So then he put them. So on three the walls. to seven pieces of art that may be stock photos. <laughs> With he like took, the eight by ten still in there. 
Like right, this is a what, five by yes, seven frame. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Studio <laughs> secrets. It says on the inside. <laughs> he then nails them. Nails them. I'm has guessing has to the to the walls of the Holiday Inn Extended Stay, which has which has always it always paintings. has. They're generic in as all fuck. the places where there should be things on the walls. There always are in there hotels, are. and definitely were in two thousand. Did he take? So then I'm like, did he well, take those at this down. point in reading <gasps> this third sentence, and the did he take the other ones down and put the new ones up? But then oh. no, you read the twist ending of this sentence. At least the walls aren't so bare now. So bare. no, he's crammed these photographs or pictures <laughs> in between the other paintings on the wall of the Holiday Inn Extended Stay. <laughs> Like, it's truly pathological. If, imagine walking into this hotel room and finding what might be just stock photos in frames, just crammed all around in between it the paintings that were all It Aaron, are human eyes on walls. Like, I would call the doctor and tell him about this and be like, hey, I am with that patient. Don't worry about it. It's a conflict of interest. Totally she, he doesn't is still matter. under our care. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We made out. It's fine. Um, but I am at his hotel room. Don't worry about it. And um, on the walls are three to seven stock photos of families he doesn't know. Oh, no. Is that a symptom of something? Is that, is that amnesia's question mark? And then, because she's his perfect match she says <laughs> i like it it feels more like a home mm -hmm. the discount store <laughs> i just can't sorry i realize i'm starting over but i just can't bear it i don't understand <laughs> out of a spaghetti can and she's into but, it and before she he said oh my these God. groceries i don't know what i'll need uh, i can do with all of the groceries i got and then he does like open a can and dump some biscuitos into a, <laughs> into a bowl uh. <laughs> well and all then right, okay. she has a meltdown while cutting french bread errands <laughs> She has a full meltdown. Uh-huh, yep. Would it's you, incredible. Do you want to tell us about the French bread cutting meltdown? I do. So she's standing there, and it's like a small kitchen. You know, it's like mm -hmm. so smalls. And he is like, yeah, you can you can go over there and, and cut the French bread. And she's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. She's over there. She is cutting that French bread. And mm -hmm. they keep bumping each other a little bit. Like, oh, a brush of an elbow here and a whoosh of a thing there. And then it says her face flushing and heat swept up from her toes. But Tom didn't seem to notice. When she found herself wishing that Tom would move closer, she stopped slicing the bread and stepped abruptly out of the small kitchen. Mm -hmm. That should be enough mm -hmm. bread, she said. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, the thing I feel like. <laughs> the the anxiety that comes over her whenever he's close to her or whenever they're doing anything sexy does they 
basically what in, what happened friends to give her this this uh yeah. mental health issue is that she had like a, a bad dad. She had a, a drunk, abusive dad who never hit her, but hit her mom. And she grew up in this house. And then he tried which to get into her house one night, which is terrible. He tried to get into her house one night. They wouldn't let him in. And then he went out and, and got in a drunk driving accident killed, he, who was and killed died. Him, and died. And that's extremely traumatic. But they never quite link that to her fear of intimacy with men. Like, yeah, I, I see where that can be linked and easily, but the book really doesn't do it. No, it and doesn't. It, it, it feels the whole time as if she had a bad relationship, like a bad sexual partner or had a bad experience with an ex-boyfriend. Yeah. I and was, that never materializes. I was a little bit, I was a little bit like cautious slash worried slash mm-hmm. all the things because from the way that this author was connecting the dots and what she would be triggered by and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing, I thought she had a sexually abusive dad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or, or it was a always sexually abusive relationship. And, yeah. Sure. But but it was always tied to parents and like mm-hmm. her mom's stuff and like all the things. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I thought I thought she was sexually abused by a father figure, if not yeah. her father. But no, she like he never and- touched her. She did watch her mother experience domestic violence and that is Mm -hmm. horrifying on its own but like the ways that she was triggered and the things that she connected together didn't quite flow for me yeah i just and and the thing is i'm not saying those things aren't connected in the world like i feel like but just one sentence of like she had always feared intimacy with men because of how men treated her mother or how right. she saw her father treat her mother or the fear that she had when her father was near her. Repeating or, you know, her mom's whatever mistakes it is. or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. But the, the, it never quite it sort of actually like, says that. Yeah, it like And it makes it kind it. of strange, yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, it was, it was, I don't know. Okay, so we get to the place where he again smooches her oh yeah because she tells him about her mother's fight with cancer and um death and, and he then he's finds like that's so hot he yeah, loves he's like, her trauma he gets so there, trauma hard yeah he says there was no one there to hold you when you lost your mom oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no one to comfort you and you then she siblings, le- so. then he holds her and then he whispers tina and then yeah. she's like, uh huh. And he's like, can I, can I kiss you? And she's like, uh huh. Yeah. Yes, please. And then he does. And then they do a kiss, and it's like a good, it's good hot. kiss. And then he pulls back. And then, but this is so weird. And then he pulls back, and he goes, Tina. And she's like, uh huh. And he's like, can I kiss you? Again? And it's like, you don't need to get double kiss consent. Like, that's not necessary. I feel like her body language didn't change. She seemed the most into it the whole time. He doesn't, you don't need to get, hey, fellas listening, you don't need to get, or anyone, but, you know, mostly fellas, because you seem to have the most problems with it. You don't need to get (laughs) consent every smooch in a makeout session. That's going to get annoying. (laughs) It is. It is. Like, it would would make sense if he, if he was like, hey, I'm thinking about schnerfling on a nipple. (laughs) What do you say? (laughs) Like, that, that is Mm -hmm. another reason to get Mm -hmm. consent. And he does do that. And he does do that too. Yeah. So here's, here's the journey I went on right now. I thought to myself, golly gee willikers. I thought this was going to be like a purely 
not so great experience this book. Like up until mm-hmm. now, I was like, huh, did you like these scenes? Wait. And so <laughs> when these makeouts happened, I was like, okay, there is a teensy bit of light at the end of this tunnel. Like she's actually describing a makeout that I can make mm-hmm. happen in my brain. She is describing is him unbuttoning a thing and unhooking a this mm-hmm. and putting his mouth yep. on a nipple and stuff. And so I was like, okay, this is going to have some sex that will make up for other things. Right. And so that's where I was now. No, you shouldn't have thought that. I know. That was crazy that of was... you. Because the way this stuff is explained <laughs> is insane. I mean, you're right. I'm going to read aloud to you a sentence. Oh, yes, please. <sighs> okay, so he's slowly he touched her breast. First, just one finger. Just one finger. <laughs> just poking at that boob. And she's like looking down at it. To, like, yeah, she's make- watching it. Okay. First, <laughs> just one finger gently brushing over her nipple. Uh-huh. I, can, I can see it. I can pay. I'm like, okay, because I, I kind of recoiled at one finger, but then I was like, okay, he's tracing. Okay, fine. Or fine, like fine. maybe his hand is fully open, but only one finger is touching is how I, like, I rationalized it to I myself. recoiled at the beginning of the sentence <laughs> when it was a gentle brush over the nipple. I was like, okay, I'm back. Yeah. Then it says... When she trembled and curled her hands into his shirt, okay, okay, he took her whole breast in his hand, okay. All right, cool Then, then <laughs> she cried out at the unfamiliar sensation. So imagine a boy grabs your boob and you scream <laughs> at the unfamiliar sensation. Okay, here's my other thing. People, that makes no sense, Melody. Listen, people, ah! people with unfamiliar breasts. Unfamiliar sensations. People with breasts, like maybe maybe we can get a maybe we can get a two person quorum here, but like a boob grab does not do as much for me as like a nipple attention. Mm-hmm. Like a boob grab is like cool boob grab. You're doing a boob grab, neato. Glad you like them. Glad you want to do a squish. But like mm-hmm. for me personally, the sensation of it, I would do a squeal at a nipple schmurgle. Before I would do a squeal, at I just a can't boob imagine crying out from boob stuff. I ever. mean, sure, like, I just can't. Like it's, maybe <laughs> it's insane to me. She says, <laughs> and the idea that it was surprising and unfamiliar that somebody touched her boob when she's been a working nurse for four years is nuts. And I mean, in age, not like nurses get their boobs. No, no, no. I right. Mean, I just mean that she's like at least in her mid twenties, and she's like, "Blah!" The unfamiliar sensation of a boob grab is crazy to me. I don't know. It just. It it seems like a downgrade. Like, that's the thing that sticks out to me. Sure, it it can be very surreal, right? A first sexual experience. You're like, oh, my God, I've thought about what that would feel like. That's what it actually feels like. Whoa. Yeah. You know, that yes. would make sense. But, like, to go from, like, a nipple tweak to just, like, a shake-a-boob 
And to be like, that one is so much more intense, that does not make any sense to me. And I'm not saying that by you by the time you hit your mid-20s, you like should have had a boob grab. Like that's not what no. I'm trying to say. I'm just but saying. But you've she's also like, grabbed your own a, boobs. You had yeah, to. Yeah, she's have. at a maturity level that I don't understand. She's at like a 15-year-old maturity level in this book. Am I the only person to, like, who grabs stuff. her own boobs? She's a nurse. Well, she should you be do doing it when you're scared, Mel, which is different than the average cat. All right, fair. But also, you do. this, I know, <laughs> this should not be an unfamiliar <laughs> sensation because she is a nurse whose mom died from breast cancer. Also true. She should be doing a self-check all the fucking time. I know it's different when other people are doing it, but, like, it can't be a completely foreign sensation. Yeah, and that's why every time he did anything, it was like, no one's ever touched me there. It's like, like, there's just no way. Like, and and you shouldn't be surprised. And there's so many things. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, HBs. I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need. Because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent would always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent would always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie. And it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. So then she like tenses up a little bit and he says he's sorry and like moves back and says he got carried away. And then he says, I didn't want to stop. And then she says, I didn't want you to stop either. And then they just stop and kind of like, Mm-hmm. So it's like, don't. We've both said out loud we didn't want to stop. So, like, don't stop. So, like, somebody go back in. Hello? Yeah. You can't be that far away from each other. It's not like you've walked no, across the room. It's so weird. Then they talk about, like, whether he's a criminal or not. Oh, yeah. yeah. He he says something like, why did you stop? And he, <laughs> this is so good, because I have no right to touch you, let alone make mm-hmm. love to you. I know nothing mm-hmm. about myself and neither do you. Regardless of what you think, the Grand Springs police have a good reason to think I'm involved in a crime. Mm-hmm. In a crime. It's so mm-hmm. my favorite. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. He's such a crime. And then she goes, I don't think you're a criminal. I know better than that. But I guess I'm glad you stopped. I'm not ready to make that decision. <laughs> ah! Ah! Okay, so then she goes home and she does hear a scuttling outside. Oh, it's a scratchy then, scratch. 
there's a yeah there's a scratching at the door and then her like motion light turns on or whatever and then nobody's there and she can't get back to sleep and then we clip to him and she's like late coming she said she'd stop by on her way home from work and she's like late so we're like made to believe that she's been like a murderer or something and mm-hmm. then she just like shows up and she's like yeah i was working late mm-hmm. but she does tell him about the scritchy scratch and then a new word is introduced to me Aaron, that i <gasps> Truly love and will be using it at my job every day from now on. And that word is prowler, the most hilarious thing to call (laughs) somebody (laughs) who is outside your house in the nighttime. It's a prowler. Is this like a word that's like just fallen out of fashion? Because I I love it. She's like, I do too. I think I think I might. And they use it constantly. Every character in this book's like, do you think that we might have a a prowler? prowler? Do you think there's a prowler outside? Why, ma'am, I think you might have a prowler. Like, it's just constant. <laughs> Everyone uses the word prowler. What was that not noise? Not peeping Tom. Do you think it's the prowler? Not trespasser. <laughs> not, not any of the words you've heard. No, no. Prowler. prowler. I can't wait. It's good stuff. Maybe, maybe he was just a prowler. I can't wait to use it at work. It's so funny to me. And so he's like, he freaks out and he's like, well, did you call the police? And she's like, no, I was a sillykins and like a made it up in my dumb lady brain. And he's like, well, you didn't call me either. And she's like, well, I mean, like, I knew you would freak you out and come a, over. Also, you don't have a car. And like, yeah. also, you might be a murderer. And like, also, we don't know each other that well. Like, like, there's do? so many reasons why I wouldn't call you. Yeah. Did he, does he have a phone? Does she have his number? There's so many things. So many things. And so he's like, he's like, okay, well, promise me that you will call the police if this happens again. And she's like, all right, right, cool story, bro. So that's when they go, then they go like retrace the crime scene. Yes. And this is where she like knows everything about the crime that she shouldn't. Right. And nothing really materializes from this. Literally nothing. We go to every they single go to the thing. ballroom. They we walk go to the in car and he crash says, place. I don't remember anything. Then they go to the next place. I don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Like over and over and over again. But then that night, there's a prowl. That happens. I, I have I have another thing to oh, say that while they're out and about. Tell me everything. There, there's a lot of this, like, there's a lot of these clues that he's a cop the whole time. Like, yeah. you ask really good questions. Were you a journalist? You you know immediately that the stain on the grass isn't blood, but is motor oil. Are you a mechanic? Like, that <laughs> kind of bullshit. But then he says, you know why I'm so determined to find out who I am, don't you? And she's like, of course. Everyone would need to know that. It's like, yeah, th- there's answers to this oh because my God, I forgot. it's important for me mm. to know my own identity. Mm. That's a big deal because Mayhaps. of crime so that I don't get arrested by crime. But no, he says, <laughs> it wouldn't be so urgent if you weren't involved and then says that he needs to know who he was just for her. Sir. Not for the two dead people? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not for yourself, not for your potential family, not for the impending arrest. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know. Mm-hmm. But no, because mm-hmm. of her, he's like, I need to know if I can offer you anything, essentially. Like, mm-hmm. I can't put it in you until I know who I am. And so that is mm-hmm. top of the list. Know who you are. You know who you am so that you can mm-hmm. put it in her. Right. That's it. Yep. That's what's So happening. that you can have the right. Oh, my God. So you can have the right to put it in her. Yeah. Anyway, so she goes, they go rent him a car, right? So that now the next time she calls him in the night, the next time a prowler comes around, he can yeah. respond. Also, her first listen. Okay. 
he's not allowed to drive because he's been mm. a big concuss, is amnesia, like big which head trauma. Which tells me he's still under the care of the hospital, which yeah. tells me that he's still her patient. Yeah. Anyway. So when he's like, hey, I need you to drive me to car place so that I can get car. Her first thought mm-hmm. isn't, that's super dangerous. No, you could hurt yourself. You could hurt other people. Like, you're not allowed to drive for a reason. Her first thought is, oh, no. Does he not want me to drive him around anymore? Is he sick of me? (laughs) Yeah, and instead of saying, like, you're not supposed to drive, she says, are you sure you should be driving? And it's like, that's a question for you. You're the medical professional. He's under your care, man. Are you sure you should be driving? I don't know. What discharge orders did you give him yesterday? Like, that's nuts. Oh, my God. Incredible. And then he's like, yeah, I just want to make sure that I can get to you in case there's a prowler. (laughs) And she's like, oh, well, great. I'll still, like, lug you around, you big lug. Mm -hmm. And they they go, oh, my God. Also, is this, like, a law car? Because they go (laughs) to the rental agency and he keeps on being like, I don't know how I knew that, but it just felt right. And so they get to the thing, and he's like, that black Ford Explorer, I must be inside it. I have to <laughs> I have to have that black Ford Explorer. Mm-hmm. Is that sure? Is that a law car that law yeah, people yeah, have Ford to have? Yeah, Ford Explorers are big ones. Uh, okay. Tahoes, Malibus. There are certain okay. makes that are, are constantly um, cop cars. Okay, yeah. fair enough. All right. I just wanted to make sure. So then, it's but this is still stupid. <laughs> I, I don't want to say that that's like. I feel like if you were a cop with amnesia, you wouldn't be like, "I must have a Chevy Malibu." <laughs> like that's such a weird <laughs> thing. I must yeah. have a Toyota Corolla because they're reliable <laughs> enough to be cop cars. That's, like, that's a strange thing to say. All right. Okay. So then that night, there's a scritchy scratch again. Again, yeah, and she calls the cops. This, yeah. Time. So the cops come, they do a whole look around, and they're like, well, ma'am, we'll increase patrols, burt to burr. And then the next morning, she goes over to his house, and he's like, you didn't call me? And she's like, no, I knew that you needed rest so that you mm-hmm. could maybe not kill people on the road when you finally do drive that Isn't Ford Explorer. when she drives over to his house when the, like, car is following her, too? That's when she leaves a hospital. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, like she's supposed I thought that to. Was this time. So she's so so. Then he gets like extra super worried, and he's like, "Okay, if you're not going to let me drive you to the hospital because it is actually unsafe, according to you and the rest of the medical community, then I want you to call me when you get home from work." And she's like, "It's going to be like 11. And he's like, "Call me, please." And she's like, "Okay." So she's on her way home to call him, basically, and she gets followed by a a high beam. And Mm -hmm. she has to do a lot of maneuvering to lose him and all the business. And then she's like, where can I go? I don't want to go home. Like, smart, just in case. I don't want to I don't want to lead them to Tom Flint, my boyfriend, but I guess I will. (laughs) I guess I have to go to Tom Flint. What? Yep. So she goes over to his house and he's like, oh my gosh. And then she's like, I don't know. I'm such a virgin. I don't know if I can Mm -hmm. possibly ask him to do something totally normal. Like, could I be that bold to be like, will you just stay with me or let me stay here? Because there was a person actually following my car and there is an active prowler outside. But like, also, has she no friends? Does does she doesn't not she's alone in this world? Anyone in her life at all? She's alone in the world. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. 
That's all all you need to know about Tina. Hot orphan. Yes. So (laughs) he goes back to her house on Prowler Night, and they again, they again make out. Do they? Yeah, they do. I I think this is the time where he, like, touches her devil's doorbell. Oh, he might. And is, like, ding-dong. And then she, like, clamps her legs closed, and she's like, but she's like, please, touch me, touch me, touch me. And then he does, and then she's like, derp. Yeah. And then... He's like, I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have gone so far. And she's like, I'm not a delicate flower, Tom. And it's like, it she seems says that like no you less are than two or three Tina? times. Also, always and a that's delicate fine. flower. Being a delicate flower is fine. It is. But you're sending the man very mixed messages when right. you're like, touch me, touch me, touch me, and then Meow. he does. And then you're like, Meow. and then you're like, I wanted you to keep going. I'm not a delicate flower. I want you to touch me. I want you to do this. All and then signs he's like, indicated the opposite, ma'am. Yes. Yeah, and then he's like, I'm going to sleep on the couch because it's better to be around prowlers. And she's like, is that relief or is that regret I feel in my tummy? And she's Mm -hmm. like, I have to rush up to my room and go to bed because otherwise I just, I don't know what I'll do. So then she asks him to move in with her. Yeah, so then the next day when she gets home, she's like, I really like the idea of a man here when I get home, so I'm going to make him live with me. Basically, yeah. I love not being yeah. alone in And she's this like, world. you know, because of the prowler, will you move in with me permanently? And also because of, like, financial, like, we don't know if you're spending money you don't have. Fair. And he's, I mean, like, that is fair, but also, like, he could obviously afford it when he booked the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you you book extended stays for, like, at least a week at a time, usually. Right. So it seems like it was in his budget then. I Like, listen, I don't know. Well, I don't – I imagine that he does not have access to his credit cards. No, he does. At this point. That's how he's been the, – the, the police oh, were like, it's connected to that vacant lot, but it is getting – you're getting money orders from, like, all over the Midwest. It's still totally active. You've got really good credit. I didn't notice credit. that. They need to have – okay. All right. Yeah, that's These how he's buying at, all of his at groceries. investigating cops. Yeah. That's how he's doing all the things. I guess I just thought she was paying for his stuff and I missed that. No. Okay. So then next night they have dinner together and then the Prowler's back. Yes. And well, no, well, they, they do spend two weeks in domestic bliss. Oh, it's, okay. It's so I was thinking it was like the next night. Yeah. Okay. So two weeks later, they are having dinner and the prowler is back. <gasps> he sees the prowler outside the window. Ahem. This hmm. is the best thing that's ever happened in a book. I don't think I'm about to read what you think I'm about to read. Okay. So I'll, read. I'll throw it to you after this. Cool. Without stopping to think, he raced for the back door. He reached oh, instinctively no, for something on his left side. But his hand came away empty. Okay, Tom Flint. <laughs> so when you were in the ballroom with your service weapon strapped to your back... Would you reach instinctively to your left side and come up with nothing? What kind of holster do you wear, my friend? You're bad at this. Yeah. You're bad at Pick being one. an FBI agent. Sorry, I spoiled it. You're bad That's at right. it. Pick one. Yeah. He should have reached for for his back holster. Yeah. And this was this is this is an error I think that she made. Okay. So then he bursts out into the night and then she like follows him. And then he, instead of following Prowler, is like, no, get out of the doorway. Prowler is going to shoot you. And then, like, tackles her. And that's the end of that. What's and the best thing to ever happen in a book? Oh, my God. No, we'll get there when we get there. So then the cops are like, weird that you're living here now. Big mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> like any person would be, were alarmed by this. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. This seems like a bad life choice on mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. many levels. So many so levels. So then it's Thanksgiving. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa. They, I'm sorry. So they, they sort of think that he's making up the whole thing. Oh, also the, the yes. police have thought that he was the prowler for a minute. Well, I would too. I would too. I would too. Like, if nothing else, like, it, the best way to get a lady to love you if you're stalking her is to create a threat and then neutralize the threat. Like, that's yes, a great way to absolutely. do it. Absolutely. And that's yeah. what this motherfucker and, seems like he's doing. And then, this is what I thought you were going to say is the best mm. thing in a romance novel, is he stops her from talking to the police. Like, oh, yeah. he tells her, he tells the police his account of events, seeing a prowler that she didn't see, running mm-hmm. after the prowler, and then... This is very convenient for him if he wants to create and then neutralize a threat, as you said. Mm -hmm. And then she starts to be like, well, this is what I saw. And he's like, no, no. And like doesn't let her talk to the cops. Mm -hmm. And then later when they're gone, she's like, why didn't you let me talk to the police? And he's like, well, they clearly didn't believe me. And if you talked and said what you saw, they would think you were in on whatever thing that they thought I was making up. And it's like, no, no. No. They would think... That you don't want her to talk to them and be way more suspicious of you than they already (laughs) were, sir. Yeah. That's so weird. And if he were the the police officer that the author wants us to be with using his intuition. He would be like, please separate us. Get both of our accounts. Like, I want to make sure everything's on the up and up. But anyway, he says this. Yeah. And then she's like, you seem to know an awful lot about law enforcement. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no. He doesn't. Opposite. <sighs> so now it's Thanksgiving? Yeah, they make out again. They have another, like, I have no right. I cannot touch you. Um, yeah. And then like she, they well, do she another, wants to, like, like, go to bed. And he's like, I think so. I couldn't possibly ever. So. Yeah. Now it's Thanksgiving. He said, and yeah. He's like, there's, there's some, someone looks worried on your noodle. And she's like, well, now that you ask. It is going to be the first Thanksgiving without my mom. And, like, that is totally legit. But he is like, I'm so turned on by the fact that you're missing your mom right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And then they, like, plan Thanksgiving and they have Thanksgiving and it's a whole thing. Um, But they can't, like, eat. They're having a hard time eating because just, like, there's just, like, potent sexual energy that these two are managing Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. just leak off of each other. I don't feel it, but they keep insisting that it's there. So They say it out loud. Mm -hmm. And then how does this happen, Erin? I feel like there's, there's, like, a make love declaration that I hated. Yeah. Um, eyes are glittering with desire. Basically, like, she wants to do sex, which is nuts after Thanksgiving dinner. No one in the history of time has ever been like, we basically, they're eating Thanksgiving dinner and he's gazing at her hotly the whole time. Yeah. Because she's just disclosed that this is the first Thanksgiving without her mom. Yeah. (laughs) So she's, she's like fragile and he's like hot for it. And then like the tension becomes so palpable. Um that I think they're, like, maybe cleaning up or, like, starting to do the dishes and there's, like, a hot breath on a neck and all of that. And oh then, gosh. um... Oh, my God. So, yeah, do it she now. wanted to be courageous and kiss him, but she didn't know how, it says. It's, like, so strange. It's so weird. Like, just get up on your toes? I don't know how tall yeah. you are, but that would help, maybe. So then he's like, he's like, what do you want to do? And then she's like, 
this is what I want to do. And she reached out for him. And then he's resisting and he's like, Tina, why would you? I've been trying so hard to stay away from you. And she's like, why were you trying to stay away from me? She murmured against his mouth. Hate Mm -hmm. it. And then he's like, because I was afraid of what would happen if I touched you again. And it shouldn't happen. And then she's like, why would you be afraid of what happened, Tom? <laughs> like, because every time I touch you, you shriek and run into the other room. That's Basically, why. Yeah. And then, um, and then, oh my God. He's like, uh, don't you see? I can't make any promises to you. And she's like, I know everything about you I need to know. You've been living in my house more than two weeks, for heaven's sake. <laughs> I know, what a line. What a line. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, "Are you trying While to seduce me?" While I've been working full time, yeah. <laughs> making meals for you every night. Oh, oh my god! Okay, and then he says, "Like, where do you want me to take you?" And then she goes, "The bedroom." She whispered, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. feeling her face flush. She had no idea she could be so bold. <laughs> I just was thinking of, like, you can take that in a lot of ways. Where do you want me to take you? Yeah. And, like, what if she was, like, my vagina the booty hole. hole. <laughs> <laughs> do you do it in the ear? Let's try oh, that. How does it happen? I want you to put it in the hole that's most common. <laughs> what is a good first hole to try? Because there's no... There's no way she's given a beach. No way. Which is, again, fine. fine. It's okay to be a completely inexperienced virgin yes. in your mid-20s. I'm worrying we're running, we're like running afoul of this. But this is not the reason she's so hesitant in this book. It's right. like because of her abusive dad and those dots aren't connected and it's just strangely written. They're like The way that like she writes that things are completely dots. foreign are like strange things to be foreign to a human person right. of a maturity As, of her Especially age. who like had to study anatomy. Yes. Yes. Like she's a nurse. She's a nurse. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> anyway, so she's like, take me in the vagina, please. And he, <laughs> they go to the bedroom. Oh my God. And then, so okay, then, he does okay, listen. give her a finger bang, right? No, barely. He yeah, does. Like a small He does the bang. tiniest like nipple lick. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then. Well, no, he. Can I read you the, the sex scene in its entirety? In its entirety. Please, Aaron. Okay. He eased away from her and touched her again. She gasped at the feelings gathering inside her. Then he moved his hand over her and the sensation exploded inside, shattering her. So I'm assuming that meant that he touched her on the clitoris and then she came, right? Is that what that means? I think that that's what that means. Oh, I thought he was like still over the silk panties or whatever. Regardless, that's possible. It but he touched her and she came somewhere. Mm-hmm. Fair somewhere. Yeah, shattering. She heard him herself calling his name, reaching for him, and then suddenly he was inside her. There was pain, but only for a moment. That's the moment, friends. We find out that she's a virgin. Uh huh. Then Tom moved inside her, and the sensation began building again. She shattered again and felt Tom tense around her. Then he shuddered and whispered her name. That's it. Tina. That's it. That's the whole sex scene. That is literally one pump in a shudder. That's one pump. Yeah. We've never had anything less than two pumps in a shudder. I know. know. Wow. This is some some Christmas time cowboy... Uh, <sighs> wall of Winnipeg bullshit right here. <laughs> Can I? Yeah. And then he knows she was a virgin. And I'm not even really sure how. 
blood? Or like, did she did she flinch? I don't know. There was, he it just says knows there was somehow. pain. Yeah, he's just like, why didn't you tell me? And oh my god, oh my god, the purity culture bullshit in this thing. He says, she says, I didn't tell you because I didn't want you to stop. I, she was, a, she's afraid that he would stop. And he says, of course I would have stopped. You were a virgin, Tina. You gave me a gift I don't deserve. Oh my god, everyone. Well, okay, I, I I was not offended by this purity culture bullshit, really. Because here's the thing. Giving him a gift he doesn't deserve, you can take it in the way that you're taking it. I see your face. I see your disgusted face. Mm-hmm. However, she's coming from a place where she's apparently never looked at a man. Okay? <laughs> and it being a gift he doesn't deserve is is not great. But, like, the fact that she was this inexperienced... And didn't tell him. And then she chose him, a man that she's known for two weeks and knows nothing about. And he doesn't know To have know all of about. these first experiences with yeah. in her life, I think is kind of a gift. You know, like, I, I'm not saying it in a purity culture, like, I took your thing, your virginity thing sure. sort of way. But, like, having that experience, all of these experiences, apparently, across the board, not just penetrative sex, but yeah. sex at all, with him and choosing him for that, I think is a gift. Mm. And, you know, I don't think it's written in a way that it's like, you've done everything but, but I'm the one who got to stick it in there. You know, like, that's how this is written sometimes. Yeah, And yeah, I don't yeah. think, listen, I'm not trying to apologize for this book. Uh, I'm just saying it didn't, like, make me cringe at that level. Fair because enough. she was. And I really felt like justice for Tom Flint in this situation because she should have told him. Yeah. He would have, at the very least, just, like, you know, switched things up, made sure she was, like, super duper ready. I don't ready. know. I mean, yeah, sure, but, like, I don't know that if I'm Tom Flint, I don't know that I consent to this. Mm. Like, you know, I don't even know who I am. I've known this lady two weeks, and she wants to have her first sexual experience with me? No way. No way. I'm not getting into that situation. Yeah, fair enough. Can I tell you what a mean thing Margaret Watson did to to me, Melody, personally? What? Um, So, working up to this, it's Mm -hmm. been... It's been like there's been some makeouts, right? And there's been mm-hmm. some stuff. And I thought, okay, mm-hmm. here we go. This could be a thing. And then she says, uh, he knelt in front of her and slowly unhooked each button from her blouse. He's like kneeling in front of her. He's taken off her mm-hmm. pants. He's like, you're so beautiful. He says several times in this novel, I want to put my mouth everywhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then he does not. No, he does not. He doesn't. And then he, no. And then he just, he goes from like a one, one nipple lick to like, don't mm-hmm. move. Don't you move. And she's <laughs> like, okay. And then he goes to his pants and gets a condom. And she's like, oh, I didn't even think about protection, nurse that I am. And he goes, I did. And then puts it on and just shoves it in. Yeah. Wow. There were all of these breadcrumbs. About this no, could that, be that's, a sex That's what scene. kissing you everywhere means in 2000. Is it? <laughs> it just means like the jaw, the <laughs> neck. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. So um, then they like, okay. they fuck again. Yeah, they fuck again. That's then a fade to black. Morning. Then she yeah. tells him that he, she, he's like, how did your father die? I sensed more trauma in you that would get me off. And uh-huh. she's like, I killed him. And as soon as she said, I killed my father, I was like, no, you didn't. No, you no, didn't. You didn't. 
you no, didn't. Ma'am. I know that you didn't. And then it turns out she super didn't. We already told you that super story. Super didn't. The only reason she feels that way is because she's the one who locked the door. Even though right. he was, like, threatening some terrible things. And right. the, the door should have been incredibly locked. So then Ugh. the next morning, they start to have sex again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he sees the prowler. <laughs> Oh my, this, this is the best then, thing that's ever happened in a novel, ever. The, let's, this, let's, right here, let's you need to read it. Let's talk about this one. Okay. You need to read Tom, it. Tom, she whispered, wait, wait, wait. There was a silhouette in the shape of a man against the window. Tom, she whispered, her passion instantly replaced by fear. He spun around and saw the shadow. Without a word, he lunged across the kitchen toward the back door. Just as he, just as he reached for the doorknob, he slipped he slipped on a throw rug. Throw rug. What's a throw rug? You've never heard the term throw rug? No. I've heard like a throw blanket. So it's throw it's, pillow. So it's sort of similar. You don't throw a rug. You don't move it every day. So my my thing about a throw rug is that it's usually woven. It's usually basically just like a blanket you put on the ground. Sometimes it has tassels on it. But what makes it a throw rug that you can move it around so like so like a lot of rugs like you put it down and it stays there Uh right or or you get like the shit on the bottom so that it sticks and it doesn't move throw rugs you don't do that you just put a rug in the middle of the tile floor and it's so dangerous and people don't do it anymore to my knowledge i've never heard of such a thing and i hate it yeah it's really you would hate it. Hash, you know, logistics with Aaron, bing boom bong. Yeah, I don't like Aaron. it at all, and I, I don't. I'm against. Let me write down this hard <laughs> limit. Throw rugs. I don't like that at all. <laughs> bing boom bong. Kitchen safety with Aaron. Throw rug. Yeah, throw rug is not a good thing. It's new and I don't like it. <laughs> but but good for it. But good good thing it was here. It saved he the day. Banging his head again against the countertop as he went down and guess what listener <laughs> he remembers everything he remembers everything just like Hayden falling off that cliff and the, oh the space planet barbarians uh-huh. fucking you real hard he does cure him this is the second book I've read that had a hero with Total amnesia. He did bonk his head a second time and get all his memories back. The second book that oh I've read God. for this show it where this has dead. happened. <laughs> and you know what? Hayden in the No, no, in it's the not Ice Hayden. Planet. It's it's oh. the it's the one you read for um Ice Planet Podcast. Yeah, that's not Hayden with the no. broken horn. Mm-mm, oh, that's, I don't that's remember pa- his name. Then. Pa- oh, right. Pashuk. 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 Is that right? Pashuk. Yeah. Yeah, I pa- think so. Pa- Something like that. He fell off that ledge due to <laughs> shitbirds. <laughs> because of the shitbirds. <laughs> and I find this to be the equivalent of a shitberg. A, a throw rug in front of a door. <sighs> where your guests come in and this mm-hmm. fall on your floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So he's like, I remember everything. Here's the deal. All right. I can't wait to tell everyone. He's an undercover FBI agent that was here to track a man whose name is Wade, who was starting a militia for his anti-government. Yeah. He was he was doing it in 2000. He was doing a big Timothy McVeigh. He was. And he had an anti-government situation going on, and he wanted to start a militia. 
And he, there was some kind of money thing involved with those two people that he shot in the ballroom. Pashov. P-A-S-H-O-V. Not K. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I knew that it couldn't be K. I don't know why I was, yeah. (laughs) So he was. He's been trailing him and stuff. Yeah. He was trailing him undercover. And okay. then this All is right. the Let's... most. He's also been doing like a bank robbery every once in a while. And this is the yeah, most convoluted his... nonsense I've ever heard. I didn't get it. And I didn't re I didn't. I didn't get it. And I didn't. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't go back. <laughs> couldn't go back. <laughs> I couldn't figure out. Like he was Can robbing I banks. and then I think happened? Sure. Just like yes. how I interpreted it. Because I don't know if it's right or not. But this is what I got from it. So bad dude who's like doing malicious anti-government Robin Banks. The FBI is after him and he's like doing an undercover to do that. But then he goes to Grand Springs and he finds out about a couple of rich brothers. One is a bad brother and one is a not bad brother. And so he finds out that the bad brother is fixing to steal a bunch of money from the company Mm -hmm. and fuck Mm -hmm. off with his wife. And so Mm -hmm. because of this, criminal knockoff Timothy McVeigh Mm -hmm. is Mm going to hide in the woods and then uh, watch the guy until he has Mm -hmm. some sort of duffel bag that looks like there is cash in it. And then he's going to figure out a way to pop him in that moment and make off with the cash. That is... (laughs) But why masquerade ball? Okay, why masquerade ball? Also, how does he even know this fucking dude? How does he know, like, the the secret plans of a nefarious brother? No. Third of all, why is he still in town? Well, that's the thing. And at the end, he says something like, he takes her hostage, spoiler alert, and then he's like, I need to get out of this godforsaken town. It's like, you could have. You had all the monies. For weeks. Just go. From November 1st until November 26th, you had an opportunity to leave Grand Rapids, which is not a hard town to leave, I don't think. Also, why are these two in Grand Rapids, which seems small and sleepy? They keep telling us throughout, nothing like this ever happens here. But you have two, like, very, you have a masquerade ball, apparently. Yeah, that it's, happens. It's like fictional Anchorage from in last tiny, year's Thanksgiving yeah, 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 book. Yeah, 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 It's like there's paparazzi and stuff. Like, that's, it's not that kind of town. No. This was nuts. But here's the biggest question in yeah. my mind. Please tell me. Ask, ask. Why is, um, why is... Tom Flint undercover. One. Two. Have you ever met an undercover that just changes one letter in their last name? I have not. <laughs> I here here's listen, friends, once again, I know a little bit about this. You know what? She knows that even if she knew the eensiest, teensiest amount about this, we should still listen to it. I just that's fine. The thing is. Listener, you know enough about this to know that this is stupid, but I'm just telling you, I know that it is stupid. That's not how this goes. Um, that's not, like, first of all, the, the address, the name just being one letter change is, is fucking nuts. Like, that's nuts. And then when he goes missing, so we're running an operation on November 1st, which means we've mm-hmm. got an undercover agent in the field for no reason. You no have reason. an undercover agent when they need to, like, contact some. Like, all he could, he could just be walking around in plain clothes, and that's fine. I was going to say as Tom Flint, but he was. <laughs> he was walking around as Tom anyway, Flint. Anyway, so it's a Y instead of an I or whatever. So then we've got him in the field for this operation, and then a shooting happens. 
And then our guy disappears. Say I'm I'm running this operation. I've got my agent in the field. He disappears. And then what does the FBI do? Fuck all. Nothing. Literally nothing. We're supposed to believe this guy doesn't have a supervisor or a coworker that's like, where'd Tom go? Anybody, like, if he's undercover, he has to check in. Where's Wade? <laughs> Did he get him? Yeah. Even if we don't give a fuck about Tom, where's Wade? Is operation done? Did it happen? Right. That's okay. nuts. Also, in what world... If you know that something is a fake or whatever, do you not check, does law enforcement not check every other spelling of similar names around that thing? That doesn't happen. No, I can, I completely believe that Grand Rapids Police Department did not figure out that this guy was an FBI agent. Oh that, that is like not surprising to me whatsoever. That's nuts, though. Yeah, but it, it, is, yeah. it is realistic and stupid at the same time. <laughs> But the idea that the FBI wouldn't figure out that right. this guy is an FBI agent who's missing, missing is nuts. Yeah. So let's wrap it up. Basically, okay. at this moment, she's like, oh, my God, he's remembered everything. And so even though yeah. he's looking me dead in the face and saying this changes nothing and I can't wait for you to meet my parents, he says out mm -hmm. loud. I have a big giant family that's going to love you. She thinks yeah, to herself. My girlfriend broke up with me right before we came out because being an FBI agent wasn't prestigious enough for her. She wanted me to be a lawyer. <laughs> 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 what a loser. <laughs> and so he tells he, her all that and he's like, I got to go fight bad guys, but like, I'll be back and then we'll be together forever. And she's like, oh my gosh, he's leaving and I'm never going to see him again because mm -hmm. he doesn't mean it. Once he realizes that his memories change everything, then he'll break up with me or something nuts. Uh, wait, how do they find out? So then he goes to this operation in this cabin in the mountains no, no, or whatever. No, no, we will not. Herb's the psychic. No, the, no, this isn't psychic yet. Oh. He goes to the cabin and then the guy's not there. He oh, goes yeah. to a different You're cabin right. where they thought You're he right. was. But we don't even know why they thought that this guy was oh. at this place. It just kind of like clips to them. No, they they <laughs> they went to all the eating establishments, like the grocery store and the diner. And then they were like, we showed him a picture. And oh, I completely skipped this paragraph, I whatever guess. this is. Yeah, it happened lightning fast. And then uh, somebody knew that. You know, he did. He recognized okay, him. Okay, fine. I guess he it was rented described a thing from a place. Way. Okay, all right. Okay, so they go there, and Wade's bad guy is not there. But he left all of his money. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it gets rough at the end, guys. Like I didn't. I didn't even remember that. But that's absolutely true. <laughs> he goes to take her hostage and doesn't bring his money with him. Nope. Leaves it under the floorboard in that cabin. But he does say something to the effect of, got out in the nick of time. Right. Which is incredible. So then they do call Tina, who's just like, everything's fine, 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 fine. Why? Mm -hmm. I'm getting ready to go to work. And he senses something in her voice. So now they know that um, hostage. So then they go to Tina's house. Tina's no longer there. And no. now we know he Wade was the prowler and Tina is now a hostage. And we don't know where he's taken her. All right. So, hello. Hi. Hello, everyone. I'm Wade, all I want <laughs> is to get my money and get out of Grand Springs, uh -huh. okay? First of all, I could have done that two days ago. You Why could have I done prowl? it three weeks ago. No motive to prowl 
No motive to to follow Carr. The author says that it's because he wanted to bump off the witness. No. But he doesn't need but to do stupid. that. He just he needs to disappear. Need to. He just needs to leave. Mm-hmm. Even if they had a witness, he, if he was gone, it would be fine. So then he he decides to take her hostage. Okay, I guess. Sure. And then ask for... So he decides to take her hostage and then not tell anyone where he is. Nope. The whole point of the hostage is to have leverage to get what he wants, which is his money, which he abandoned at the cabin to go get her. Mm-hmm. And also to leave without anyone following him. Mm-hmm. And but then but then he doesn't tell anyone where he is or that he's taken her hostage. So what's the point of taking the hostage? Listen, if you can't don't have a way to get your demands across. Nobody knows. Not a single person knows. So then they go to they go to the station everyone and Stone Richardson is like, "I've got this wife. She's a hot little thing." And he brings her in, and he's like, she has visions. Well, okay, so he eventually does call. Yes. And say, I've got Tina. Yeah, eventually. And he doesn't say where, and he, wa- yeah, and he, wants, he wants his money, and he wants to get out of uh, Springs. Spring Rapids. Great Springs. And they have him on a cell phone that they can't quite trace. Right. But he, again, if he just wants his money and to leave, he has to tell them where he is. I mean, he has to tell them where to meet, I guess, right? Or something, something. Literally anything. Locating him should not be the problem, right. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. He should make that easy for them mm-hmm. so that they can execute his demands. Mm-hmm. That's all. And so they are like, we need you, magic lady, we need you to listen to this phone message. Stone Richardson's girlfriend is a psychic. Yep. So they just want to, like, listen to I assume that's another it. book in this series, I bet, right? I mean, she helped up out on one case. I'm sure that's where they met. And then they started mm-hmm. putting it in each other. Whatever. Right. So he is, like, listen to this message and just, like, see what happens. You know? Mm-hmm. It's just, like, see. We're just going to bring mm-hmm. you, a civilian, into an investigation with a metric fuck ton of details and evidence and all the things. It's not never done. Again, realistic but dumb. But she's not even a proven psychic. She's helped on one case, sort of. Melody, no one's a proven psychic. <laughs> there isn't psychics. <laughs> but they still fucking do this sometimes. Fair. Anyway, <sighs> so she listens to it and she's like, I see a teeny tiny little cabin and it's like behind a rock and so it's isolated it's so small and the so he goes on a he goes on a walk about it goes on a hike and he does somehow find that cabin and yep. um they do a fight mm-hmm. and what happens Aaron? tell me tell me everything that's that's pretty I much it don't know she is rescued and i mean that's really the end. The psychic, they found her. They love each other. The guy goes to jail. They love each other. The end. Does he stay in? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. She does like, she's like, oh, um, I guess now she does the same thing she was doing before, which is stupid. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, after this leaving. whole thing. Yeah. He's like, are you okay? I assume that being taken captive and tied up and held at gunpoint probably brought back a lot of trauma from your childhood that does get me so horny. Right. Did it bring back memories of your dad? And she's like, oh, no, like, I didn't think about my dad at all. <laughs> it was really funny. And then he's like, did you think about 
something else, like your dead mom or something like that? And she's like, no, I never think about my dead mom. Like, she's just like, no, why would, why would I think about any of this stuff? And then he's like, well, then what's wrong, Tina? And she's like, well, now that you're done with your case, I guess you'll leave and go back to Chicago or whatever your deal is. And he's like, no, I want to stay here with you. And, like, they don't really do any logistics of how that was. Like, that where's the work, nearest FBI think. station? Yeah, but I'm sure it's, you know, right there. And, yeah. Mm-mm. It's, huh. And there's no epilogue, I don't think. Great. Nope. So, wow. What a um, romp. And, yeah. Then it's... So they're going to be together forever. And uh, she's going to get that one pump and a shutter. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I've got to be clear. She moves to St. Louis for him. Oh. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, all right. I just looked at the last paragraph. Like, literally the last paragraph is like, I'll move to St. Louis for you. And he's like, okay. And she's like, I sure will miss my friends in Grand Springs, but it's worth it. <laughs> Which is nuts. What because, friends, like, if Tina? she had a friend, you would think this would what be involved friend? with this story. Anyway, happy Thanksgiving, happy I guess. Happy Thanksgivings. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> I'm, I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did DUI Lawyer last year. I knew that was the right way to go. And the it triplets right first Thanksgiving. Friends, mm-hmm. if you know of a ridiculous Thanksgiving book that we can do next year, let us know. You've got to send it to us, please. We we love an inspirational Thanksgiving. Yeah. It makes us the happiest. There. Do you have so a lady far. love? No. No, okay. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just want to say the the reason I hung out with my friends yesterday is we decided to all go on a Michael's run and get craft supplies of our own choosing and each do a holiday craft not together but separately but in the same room Mm -hmm. and watch some ice skating and it was super fun and i highly recommend it to do that with your friends it was a great it sounds it sounds really really it was a great time yeah we made a pot roast it was good nice yeah that's great pot roast is a great like give to everybody like if you're gonna make a pot roast invite people over and then you don't have to eat pot roast for a week you know seriously yeah yeah yeah, because pot roast is great, but like day four pot roast. Sucks. Exactly. And you're going, if you don't have anyone over, you're going to have day four pot roast unless you have mm-hmm. a big family. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You can find us on all the places and you should follow us on all the places mm-hmm. and tell like four friends about us for Thanksgiving, you know, mm-hmm. or yeah. or like, you know, the, the Yuletide era mm-hmm. of, the, of the months. Mm-hmm. We're a fun pick me up. Totally. So, Keeping a badass. Love yourself as much as you love going to the discount store, getting a few pictures, and putting them up on the bare walls of your hotel room. Yeah. It it makes it feel so homey. So homey. All right. Bye. Love yourself that much. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas! Okay, back to the show.